we have a special message for you today. Uh, Chris Craigie's coming on up, right? And we're gonna we're gonna team teach today, and uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, so we've been studying the Book of Thessalonians, and what do you, what do you get? when you read the epistles of the Apostle Paul, that's the letters of the Apostle Paul, is you get his heart for people and his heart for the church. And that, that uh, heart comes out in this little passage that we're going to be studying so strong. And it's such a wonderful little passage. And, it, and it's out of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, 3, 11 to 13, you can turn to it on your phone, I'm going to read it, we won't have any notes on a screen, because we don't have a screen, so, it, it says this, it's a short passage, it says, now may our God and Father himself, of our Lord Jesus, clear the way for us to come to you, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other, and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our Lord, or a presence of our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all his holy ones. This is a, a passage that is, is bringing a summary to to the third chapter, but it's, it captures the Apostles Paul, his desire to be with the Thessalonians. He's asking that their love would grow and increase, and then he's praying that God would strengthen them and encourage them, strengthen them in their inner being, in their hearts, and that God's presence would grow. And we're going to talk about those three aspects of this uh, passage. So let's ask the Lord to... to um, plant some seeds of his word in our heart and our lives. Uh, we have some fun illustrations, and so my fear here is that you're going to walk away just remembering the illustrations, but nothing about the Bible, okay? So uh, I'm just going to tell you that so you can tune in a little bit more to a part of the, the scripture that we are going to highlight. So let's ask the Lord to soften and open our hearts to his word. So Father, we are uh, just here as your servants. And we ask that you'd open our hearts to your word. We recognize that your word is living and active. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And that we ask that you would plant it deeply in our hearts and in our minds and our spirits. To the glory of your name. Amen. So the first thing we're going to look at is this part of the passage which says, Now may our God and Father himself of our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. One of the things that I want you guys to notice is, is that the Apostle Paul wasn't just enough for them to get the message. He wanted to bring the message with flesh on. He wanted to bring himself in proximity to people. And his prayer was, God, clear the way so that I could get there and make a difference. I was thinking about years ago when we were uh, praying about whether we were going to stay in the Netherlands. Um, uh, or I mean, sort of come back to America or stay in Europe and move to Portugal to plant a church. And, and, and I remember my wife and I took a, a year to make that decision because she really wanted to move back to the States, but she also really wanted God's will. And so it took us that long to sort of reach unity 
um, because I, of course, wanted to go plant a church in Southern Europe. And, um, and, the, and we actually finally got to that place on a prayer retreat where we just sat down and said, Lord, we're just going to listen to anything you have to say and then we're going to do it. And I, and I remember after we, we um, moved there, uh, and in five years, I think we left the church with a couple, about 200 people gathered and turned it over to a guy that was Portuguese, South African. He was born in Portugal, raised in South Africa. He, used to, he pastored a Portuguese, uh, South African church in South Africa. Then he moved back to Portugal. He married, uh, he married uh, the uh, gal who was the granddaughter of one of the founders of one of the biggest Pentecostal denominations in Portugal. And um, we were able to turn the church over to him when we left. And, and I thought about, you know, had we never gone? Had we never moved? That there are literally hundreds of probably thousands of people now that are in the kingdom of God that had been touched by Jesus because God called four families to come together and plant a church. And that church then has gone on and planted uh, international churches all over that country. And I thought how important it is for us to follow Jesus that sometimes we can't just send an email or make a phone call. God wants a Jesus with flesh on us to come into contact with people, to do a significant work. And it's that, those key relationships that God will then use to advance the kingdom. We were thinking about ways to illustrate this, Chris. So, you ready? Question is, are you guys ready? Okay, so uh, we are going to need. I'm going to start with two kid volunteers. Two kid volunteers, and well, I got a couple hands. Okay, I got one hand right there. And is there somebody over here that wants to do it? I see. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't. Sorry, I can't see that far to see. Way in the back, right there, the hand raised oh, way sure. in the back. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, whoever, whoever makes it up here first. Come on up. Right here. I always miss what's right in front of me. Like, anybody <laughs> see the Okay, tell everybody your name. Tommy G. Tommy, right? And your name? Claire. All right, so we got Tommy and Claire. You guys ready for this? I love when I get volunteers and they don't oh, even know what I'm going to ask them to do. So this is what I need you guys to do. I need two more adult volunteers. If you guys want to go snag a parent, guardian, older somebody, go. We need two adult volunteers. Go, go, go. Bring in. Go. Go, Lena. Go, I always feel sorry for the adults because they. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be good. It's going to be funny. Okay, I hope. <laughs> okay, so who wants to do this first? Okay, Tommy says first. Okay, so what we're going to do here, um, if any of you are sitting, we, we drew a yellow line kind of through the whole, if you're sitting on that yellow line, you might need to move a little. <laughs> okay, so what we're, Tommy, come on over here and... See how long my I can't get in front of that thing though. Okay, so 
okay. So, Tommy, you're going to go ahead and get inside of our gorilla cart. I love that name. And, and Mom, you don't want to pull the yellow handle and dump, okay? <laughs> you might want to. You might want to dump them on Okay, so you, come on over, Elena. And so the challenge here is that you're going to pull him through our obstacle course all the way to the finish line. So that doesn't seem too hard, right? It does. No, except here's, here's the catch. She's going to be blindfolded. <laughs> and he's going to give her directions on what way to go. Sound like fun? Yeah. <laughs> you might have to take the glasses off. That might be cheating. By the way, we've never tried this before, so we don't know what it's going to be like, which makes it even more fun. She just asked him if he remembered his left and right. That could be important. And you have to wave like a king, by the way, Tommy. Do you have a timer for us? Oh, I have my phone. Do you want to put a timer on their phone for us? Okay, I do. Oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here. You got it? You got the timers? See that we just opened them, brand new. It, it's your, it's your gift for participating. Aren't we nice? <laughs> Thanks, Elena. That was wonderful. Okay, come on over. Did we introduce you guys yet? We did already. Here, why don't you say your name? Sarah. Claire. Okay. Uh, here we go. Claire, you get to jump in. And Sarah gets to pull. 332, can she beat that? All right, timer, are you ready? Okay, she said it's terrifying. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. Yes, sir. sleep at night, you know, just put it on. Get some, get some earplugs, and when your kids are difficult, put the earplugs in, the eye patch on. 
Hey, I just want to. Oh, he was talking. Can you hear me? There you go. So I just want to. Uh, why did we do that? We wanted to put two people together to say they could, they needed each other to do the job. And that's what the Apostle Paul was. He's like, I pray that God would open a way for me to come to you. Because he knew that his presence was needed to make a kingdom difference. And so you and I have people in our lives right now that they need our presence to make a kingdom difference. Sometimes it's a call to do mission work. Sometimes it's a, it's a call just to go to your neighbor. Sometimes it's a call just to love your, your colleague at work or your... Um, family member, your kids, or your parents, or your sibling. We, you know, but the real, we need to remind ourselves that it, it takes us coming in proximity to another person. And that's how God uses these relationships to advance his kingdom. We, uh, the next scripture, do you want to read the next one? Yeah, the second part of 1 Thessalonians 3, uh, verse 12 says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. So I was thinking about, you know, love overflowing and how, you know, there's certain people in our lives that it's not always easy to have overflowing love for them. <laughs> Many of you know that I uh, was in the military, I was in the army. And so um, at one point, anybody that's in the military, you go through something called boot camp. And if you know nothing about boot camp, I mean, you probably know something about boot camp, right? Like, even if you've never been in the military, what are some things you've heard about boot camp? Are the people nice there? No. No, what do they treat you like? Dirt. Dirt, yeah. They yell at you, they scream at you, they call you really bad names, they're like, and they're doing it like right there in your face. They don't stand back here and do it like, hey, you go give me 25 push-ups. You know, they don't do that, right? They are right in your face like, you know, they're screaming at you all the time. And even when you're sleeping, guess what you dream about? Those drill sergeants screaming at you. Right, right? And so, you know, I start thinking like, I mean, Jesus doesn't talk about drill sergeants. Are we supposed to love them too? Yes, we are, right? Matthew 5.44 says, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Okay? But how in the world are we supposed to love people that are hard to love? Okay? What I have in my hand here, I know it's really hard to see, but this right here is a mento. And I want you to think about us like this tiny little mento. Okay? By ourselves, we don't really have a whole lot of power. Okay? Over here, we have a bottle of Coke. <laughs> I want you to think about the Coke like God's love. Okay? And look what happens when we take tiny little us and we let God's love over, like, wash over us. You ready for this? I have to set the microphone down. Thank you. I'm, I'm a little nervous because when we practiced this one time, it hit me in the face. I may have laughed. 
Okay, hold on. I got to get ready because I need to get out of the way. I've got the. Okay, ready, steady, go. Give it a shake. So that was a demonstration. Now we want two volunteers. Chris, you pick them. Yeah, probably, maybe. And then one other person. Yeah, another kid. And look what we have. Lo and behold, another bottle. And another pack. All right. Oh, do more. Do at least eight. Because the more you do, the longer they're staying there to get them in, the greater chance they have of being sprayed, right? It's Diet Coke, so it doesn't stick, okay? <laughs> not, not, oh, it needs at least two more. Because I lost count, too. So, it, you know, and if you feel too messy, we have a little bath there you could yeah if you haven't been baptized step on up okay so it's going to take it's going to take I'll, I'll unscrew it okay here you go you want to hold that for me okay and you can you can be the one that pulls the uh, that pulls the card okay so you come on over here come closer come right here you don't have to be where's the little card let's put the card on Okay, and what you want to do is you want to line it up. You want me to line it up for you? Are you okay? Okay, you got to hold the card. Let's put it this way so she can pull it. Okay, line it perfectly. I'd stand behind. There we go. Put it on. Okay, there you go. Now you get to pull the card. Ready? Let's say, let's count. Should we do a countdown for him? Okay. Three, two, one, pull. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why it didn't go so high. You, they, they stuck. I was hoping he would shake it just a little bit, stick around and shake it to get them all out. I don't think it's going to do it again, but... Nope. Oh, oh, well. It looks like a soda fountain. Okay. Nice job. Nice job. Thank you. Well, you can be baptized in the future. Okay. So, you know, I can't tell you how many times we practice that to try to get it right. That was actually pretty good, though. I know there's, like, experts that do these, like, experiments, by the way. Just YouTube it. So, so here's the thing, okay? So with God's love, we, you know, when you let God's love, like, wash over you like that, it's, it's much easier uh, to pray for people. And I'm going to tell you something, a little secret that I learned a long time ago. When you have people in your life that you, it's just really hard, difficult to be around them. Maybe they're mean people. Maybe they yell at you. Maybe they're kids in your school. Maybe they're people you work with. Maybe they talk about you behind their back or whatever. The best way to handle that is to start praying for them. 
Because when, I don't know, you know, it's, it's God, when, when you start praying for your enemies, like the Bible tells us to do, it changes your heart. And it, it changes your attitude toward those people. And that's a lesson I learned a while ago. Unfortunately, it was a hard lesson to learn because when you've got people in your life that are like that, it's not an easy road to walk. But that, you know, God, let God's love wash over you, but just start praying for those people that are difficult to love. Well, that brings us to the last part of the scripture. And it says this, May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with his holy ones. They, to me, the Apostle Paul is, is not just proclaiming it, but it's actually even a prayer that he is making on behalf of God's people in, in uh, Thessalonica. And Chris and I were, uh, had two experiences. One uh, I asked her to speak about, and the other uh, uh, I'll share in just a minute. But you were going to share a, a story where you actually felt uh, the, the prayers of God's people for you. So when I um, was in the military, uh, that, first of all, that was a really hard decision to make. I was in the military, got out, and then I decided to get back in after a lot of prayer. Um, and... You know, any of you guys know anything about what's going on in our world today, unfortunately, when you're in the military, you find yourself in places that don't feel very safe. Although I've learned the safest place to be is where God wants you to be. You know, you can go all over this world, you can be in areas that are seem like they're really dangerous, but if you're where God wants you to be, you are in the safest place there is. And so, um, I was in Afghanistan, um, and we had a lot of rocket attacks. And I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that my family and my friends were praying for me. And I could feel that on the other side of the world. And there, there, there were times where there were some rockets that landed very close. Um, and when I say close, like 500 feet. But there was one particular night that a, a rocket landed right next to me almost. And that rocket did not explode. It was a dud. And I... Without, you know, there's not a, a shadow of doubt in my mind that that rocket was not really a dud. But I, I believe that those prayers of my family and my friends kept that rocket from exploding right next to me. And so I can't tell you, you know, enough, you know, pray for those people that you know, you know, that need. There are a lot of people out there that need prayer. And I felt that prayer. We, uh... We talked about some prayer experiences. Chris gave a prayer. We can pray for those that are uh, distant from us. I want to tell you a story where we were exploring the vineyard. We were, as a church, uh, we had a previous association. We met with one of the leaders, and they said, well, go and look. And, uh, we, um, and so one of the invitations that came was the invitation from the Columbus Vineyard by a pastor named Rich Nathan. And Rich said, why don't you bring your elders or your leaders down? And so... Um, our elders went down, and uh, some of you remember Pastor Mark and myself went down, and uh, we spent a half a day with the leaders of the vineyard in Columbus. And part of that, we they talked about all their different ministries and what they had going on. It was just, it, it was wonderful. It was a great time of meeting them, great time of learning about the church, great time of learning about the vineyard and their story with the vineyard. Um, but we were sitting in a conference room as part of this uh, morning that we spent down there, and. We went to uh, prayer to pray together, and I remember Rich Nathan, the lead pastor of the church, then came over and he laid his hands on me and prayed for me. And I've really never had a prayer like this. It's it's hard to describe, and you might think it's a little unbelievable. 
okay? But amazing things can happen in, in prayer. Were you, were you there with us, Craig, at the time? It was, it was as if an electric shock was going through both of us at the same time. Uh, and it was, he was praying, and as he was praying, we were both going, Ugh! and then there'd be another shock. Ugh! And I'm just like, and, and I'm just, and it, and it just kept hitting. It was like a gut punch, just boom, boom, boom. And, and after a while, I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can take of this. It was so intense. The Spirit of God was just doing something amazing. And, and so when we talk about prayer, you, you need to realize there's prayer that we pray from a distance, and there's prayer that we pray for each other. And we do that close up. And sometimes amazing stuff happens. God's Spirit does stuff. We don't fully understand the why and the how, except He wants to encourage, build us up, and do something, edify us in that prayer time. Sometimes heal, sometimes deliver. And, and so... Uh, we thought one of the best applications, instead of having you guys pull around realizing we need Jesus with flesh on or uh, an illustration like uh, Coke that we, you know, it's connecting with God's love that makes it overflow, but we would actually take this part where we say, may our hearts be, or may he strengthen your hearts so that you may be blameless and holy. Holy means set apart in the presence of God and then ready for his coming. I thought it would be wonderful, and Chris thought it would be wonderful, if we would just take a minute and pray for each other. You can pray that God would strengthen this person. You can pray that God would uh, encourage them. If they have a specific prayer request, pray for that. But, but, but So I'd like you to, to just turn to the person next to you, or if you are in a little cluster, maybe you see you three in the back, you'd have to talk to each other. I'm sorry, but we're going to ask you to talk to each other. There's like, see, yeah, you got it. And move into a little group. Make sure everybody has at least one person and take a minute and pray for each other. Okay? I'll be listening for those bolts of electricity, those little gut punches coming through someplace. But we're going to take, maybe the band could come up and, and we could have a, a worship song going. So we're going to take a minute. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to just say, this is a little scary for some of you. You might not like prayer. Maybe you do like prayer. But let's take a minute and pray for each other. And make sure that everybody has somebody to pray. Bobby, Bobby G., you, you and my dad can pray for you. He prays. You guys pray for each other. Put your hand on his shoulder, you know, and uh, you take a minute and pray for each other. And all I can say to that is, yeah, baby. Okay. Um, now you know who says, yeah, baby. Um, okay, how about you guys? If you're, you're there, just take the hand. If it's your spouse, just take a minute. You don't have to speak out loud. If you're afraid to pray out loud, you can pray quietly. But let's take a minute. We're going to bless. You're going to speak blessing. You're going to speak encouragement. You're going to speak God's love overflowing. You're going to speak the calling of God into their life, that God would be calling them. Uh, showing them the way, whatever, however the Spirit leads you to pray, you're going to pray encouragement uh, over people. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come. 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 